0: I bought a hundred pounds sterling worth of Leeds United merchandise so that I'm never in a situation again where I see a whole group of Leeds United fans at the Piccadilly pub and I'm not decked out in Leeds United merchandise. Sounds sensible.
1: Howdy, it's Wednesday, June 26th, 2019, and this is episode 102 of Do For A Win, the Atlantic City and Casino Biz Podcast. I'm Kyle Eskin, joined, as always, by Craig Stone. What's good, Craig? We have a lot of news. I don't know if it's good or not, if that's the question. It's a lot. It's a copious amount. It is so much news. That's what happens when you have gone like a month and a half without doing a news episode? The people demand a chock full of news episode. Yes, if I know anything about us, about our listenership, the only thing they desire more than news episodes are really deep dives into monthly casino reports. Luckily for them, we have both today. Have both, yes. So
0: for the six of you who are still listening and have not just you know shut this off and are waiting for episode one hundred and
1: three, what happened in two thousand two? So everyone's favorite, the Bayview Tower at Harrah's Open, Which actually, have you ever stayed in? No, that's the most recently renovated one now, right? That is correct. Uh, and Bally's announced it was merging the Claridge into Bally's operations, so there's going to be no more Claridge Casino, and it can, you know, set the stage for one of the more magical nights, I think, of our life staying in the Claridge Tower. Oh my goodness, that room. <laughs> Apparently, perfectly nice now is a Madison Hotel. Yeah. But well, oh boy. I can say it was not perfectly nice when it, me and you were there. No, it was bad and that was
0: for some reason that was a night where for some reason i also was like feeling kind of burnt out at like nine thirty p.m and so i went up and just like watched some random ncaa basketball game for like a half an hour and i'm like why am i sitting in this godforsaken room this is horrible yeah it was and, bad and then i went back down
1: <laughs> no yeah it was, was really bad it
0: was really bad like just everything was falling apart it was tiny the bathroom was like six square feet incredibly loud
1: yes incredibly loud specifically our neighbors couple doing things that couples can do sometimes i guess yeah. so untold yes i've yes i wouldn't know but yeah. i've heard rumors <laughs> and i certainly heard through the wall that night so
0: 1902 the great fire of 1902 and i'll link to an article by dr david g schwartz from Friend Casino podcast yeah from casino connection ac On April 3rd, 1902, a dog in a bathhouse supposedly knocked over a lamp, uh, started a fire that engulfed 30 buildings and burned the boardwalk down to its iron pilings near Ocean Pier, which is out from Tennessee Avenue. So the damage exceeded three quarters of a million dollars, which, you know, today doesn't sound like that much, but that's 117 years ago. I looked up a consumer spending index calculator that says that that's $22 million in today's money. And... Somehow, rebuilding the boardwalk only took 10 hours, which is just shocking and bizarre. All the damaged buildings were either repaired, rebuilt, or replaced in short order, this according to Dr. Dave. So I'll link to that article. It's pretty interesting stuff. I don't understand how they rebuilt that boardwalk in 10 hours, but <laughs> hey, peak season coming. It's April. People need their, do it. their gaiety or whatever that
1: episode was where we read about. The best episode. <laughs> episode 99. One of the episodes that will go down and do for a win history yes uh if only
0: we had more issues like that to read <laughs> but a dr dave article is pretty good
1: yeah so uh before we get started do you have any more news about las vegas which i believe is officially one month away no no changes i don't think uh, i've been removed from the email thread so i don't know what's what's going on a uh,
0: week we, we should have left you on it for spite no but you have just muted good. it anyway yeah I think I'm just scrapping, scrapping the drink cracking because the other night I had like two, not even that large pours of whiskey, and I was like, I'm pretty drunk, so that cannot happen in Vegas on on two drinks, or <laughs> it will be a disaster for four nights. So I think I got to just go full bore.
1: You don't want to end up like me during my last trip of Vegas, where I had a day where I was basically just death worm over.
0: Who was it on that trip? Who? basically it was like really hung over every day and then just like went at it again every night sounds like something zach would i do. think that was zach i think yeah. you're right that's yeah just like zach. like falling over drunk every night and just oh, like yeah ready to go for it again oh man by 5 yeah. p.m the next night
1: that's what as a
0: trooper should i mean I, i'm not a trooper then i guess <laughs> i do not have that in me at all i certainly not a 35 result yeah I think you could do it. I think you're sure it's on yourself a little bit. Vegas, you know, it inspires people.
1: That's for sure. It does. You get a second wind. That's true. Which sometimes is the problem. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It leads to the hangovers.
0: (laughs) Leads to the hangovers that last like 10 days after you get back. That's what I'm hoping to avoid. (laughs) So some pretty large news happened this week.
1: Yeah, we got some news about Miss America. (laughs) (laughs)
0: That wasn't this week. (laughs) <laughs> that was, like, a month ago, and we still haven't talked about it. Then let's see if we can continue that. <laughs> so go ahead, Greg. Sorry for interrupting. So Eldorado and Caesars uh, are entering into a merger slash, I don't know, purchase takeover. I've seen it listed a bunch of different ways. But basically, Eldorado is going to take control of 51% of Caesars. Their management will run the show. It will still be called Caesars Entertainment. And... That's pretty much it. Uh, they're keeping all the properties as far as we know. The Wall Street Journal article that first broke this said that they were selling off Harris, New Orleans, Harris Laughlin, Nevada, and Harris Atlantic City as part of as a parallel deal. And it was sort of like, Whoa, they're getting rid of Harris and then Uh, When you look into who they're selling it to, it's just the real estate investment trust that was spun off of Caesars, I think, in 2017. And their entire business model is leasing physical property back to Caesars to operate casinos. So that company actually already owns the physical properties of Bally's and Caesars Atlantic City. So I expect none of us will notice any difference at all in here's Atlantic City.
1: Sale and lease back. Learned all about that.
0: Yeah. So Carl Icahn, our friend Carl Icahn, friend of the podcast, truly, Mm -hmm. you know, someone who we know well. uh, Patron of the podcast. Came in, was an activist investor, made just gobs and gobs of money on this. Um, I think the company was valued at like 17 point something billion dollars. So Eldorado's money and stock is like eight point something billion dollars, 8.6 billion dollars was the exact number from them. Uh, So I'll link to a couple different articles about that. The parallel agreement, basically selling those properties, um, those Harris properties is a way to get cash right now. And then they just owe in leases later. So it gives them, I think it's a $3 billion to pay down some debt. Um, So it's just financial maneuvering. Um, No need to get worked up about any Harris maneuver. The other thing is Caesar sent out an email to everyone who has a Caesar's rewards card, which you probably got one. I certainly got one. Uh, saying, hey, it's still going to be Caesars Rewards. All these properties are going to be under Caesars Rewards. Everything's going to be business as usual. Um, But what we also, I think, know is that Tropicana will eventually go under Caesars Rewards. I don't know if that was expressly stated, but that certainly seems to be the plan. Yeah. Get excited. Get
1: excited. I mean, I think the the thing with this is, if you'd ask me ten years ago or whatever, like, what are the odds that Caesars gets sold to a company named El Dorado? I'd just be like, what? Like, who are these people? And like, oh, you know, they own some midwestern casinos, some casinos in the Bahamas. Just be like, what? <laughs> it's been an unbelievable fall from grace for for Caesars, and sort of, uh, I don't know. I mean, I guess, I guess it will uh, live on as Caesars Entertainment, but. It's hard to imagine this is what it would come to when they decided to go private in whatever, 2006,
0: 2007. Yeah, I mean, so you say that, except that Caesars was purchased by Harris Entertainment not all that long ago. What?
1: just before that but. <laughs> i don't know I, that was before my time though craig so, so
0: yeah so caesar's so it was harris entertainment for a while right? right and then they changed the name No, even
1: when we we started going it was still it was harris right, right? they changed the name back to caesar's in like what 2011 or 12 or something
0: yeah um so it, that interestingly you know this is now the second time that they've basically had another company come in and take them over so you know we're now in the third at least iteration of caesar's management like different company managing caesar's under the caesar's name which is kind of funny uh but I, th- that is apparently not all that common that happened to six flags not that long ago probably like <laughs> i don't know 20 years ago <laughs> not that long um so what do you think this means for us as atlantic city
1: and casino visitors i, mean, I think everyone's kind of on the same page at least in the facebook group that it's probably not great that Caesars is more or less gaining one more casino in Atlantic City. Uh, you know, last time they had four profitable casinos in Atlantic City, they changed it. So they, instead they had three slightly more profitable casinos in Atlantic <laughs> City. Yes. So, uh, that's kind of my first thought would, but then again, that's something I've been predicting for 102 episodes and it hasn't happened yet. So I guess we'll see, <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, it'll be fine in the short term, or maybe even good. I mean, I think it'll be nice that TROP is going to be under Caesars' rewards, although it takes away, you know, certainly the maneuver I did the la- this last uh, weekend when we went. Oh, yeah. I won't be able to do again. Can't no, no book both Caesars and Tropicana, my two most solid comps that I can expect every time, no matter what. So that's a bit of a bummer, but I think it's going to be okay in the short term. I'm worried about bally's as i always
0: have been yeah i think there are two things really worth mentioning that are still total speculation on our part but there's been a lot of speculation about will they close bally's there was a new york post article this morning with a bunch of unnamed sources talking about like how this could spell doom for bally's um i'm not sure that it necessarily even expedites bally's doom i know we've been pretty bearish about bally's but yeah, I mean, I I don't know. I it's I I would say it's not a good thing for ballys, but I don't think it's necessarily as big a negative as that article painted it to be. Uh, the other thing is uh, El Dorado when they bought Tropicana, flat out said like this player generosity shit is for the birds, and we're going to stop giving away so many comps. And that doesn't necessarily seem to have come to fruition there. No, but not at all. Their reputation is not particularly player friendly, so. I'm a little concerned that you go from caesars which really at least for room comps was very generous like nationwide it seems certainly vegas and and atlantic city uh to a company that maybe is going to very quickly look at that as a way to gain some revenue and to you know have a profit growth center uh in terms of room rates and stuff like that so i'm a little concerned about that i Sort of don't care personally because I don't have much interest in staying at the Caesars properties currently. Um, I'm very hooked on Hard Rock, Borgata, Ocean, resorts. I never go to resorts, but, uh, (laughs) you know, I'd pick resorts right now over any of the Caesars properties.
1: That's foolish, Craig. That's a a bad take. Why? I think, and can I put it on the record? I think we need to do a Harris trip at some point. I haven't (laughs) even stepped foot in that property in like multiple years, I feel like since the first episode of the podcast no we did no, we, since that, the that. famous eye in the sky incident
0: yeah i really came and told me yeah, i owed a bet from 20 minutes ago at a pie tiles table but uh yeah I, I don't know i mean i guess we probably should actually step foot in harris again at some point point. plus
1: i should also get a room one time ever at gold nugget
0: that's true too
1: yeah should happen just for like checking the boxes
0: it's hard because yeah. you know we went six months between our last two trips <laughs> and, the, and the last trip was a day trip right the one before the most recent trip so yep if we're staying one night in, in atlantic city every six months which that is obviously not the norm like i went five times the year before that you went i think four times the year before that so uh if we're gonna have these long intervals it's really hard to be like oh let's use this to like check a box and go stay at harris and golden nugget um because there's so many other things that i want to do with my time that i really like but Yeah, I mean if we get back into our normal rhythm of like every two, three months going, then yes, we should definitely be making sure to do those things. You're lame.
1: I think it's a good idea. Next trip, Harris Trip.
0: Harris Trip. Oh, it sounds awful. You can go to Harris, (laughs) I'll hang out at Borg. I know people love Harris. There are people who really love Harris, they like it.
1: There's things about it I don't hate. We've we've talked about it though, that just Mike C's description of Harris just was like
0: yeah, the Vegas Confessions uh, Yes, bucket or it question of... It's just amazing. The shit show after Pool After Dark not not even gets out, but as people are drunkenly leaving. It's
1: pretty amazing. It is really amazing. It's so amazing. good. So good. I mean, yeah, there are things about... It's a great Harris place. It's really easy good. to walk to both Borg and Nugget from, from there. I don't know like who really wants to go to
0: Nugget just to chill, but <laughs> some
1: people do, I guess.
0: Anything else about this
1: merger that we have to talk about? What do you? Um, merger, acquisition, sale? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I guess it's good that there's finally clarity in the horrible Caesar's financial situation. So that's something. But I don't know. I don't think it's gonna necessarily be good for for valleys.
0: Yeah. So what I wonder? What does this mean for Tony Rodeo? Right. Like he was just appointed CEO of Caesar's, but if
1: Eldorado is controlling the company, are they gonna uh, keep him? He might stay in some role or something maybe, or, yeah. you know, I don't know. I mean, it's normal stuff that you have to go through when one company buys another.
0: Yeah, that's true.
1: Uh, so one thing they did
0: say, Eldorado says they plan to decentralize a lot of the management, which is kind of the opposite of what Caesars has done. They've been very centralized and very Las Vegas focused, um, which is a little weird, right? Because typically that means that you are spending more on management. But I expect that is probably a good thing for Atlantic City. <laughs> having more decentralized management but
1: all these one things of my, one of my biggest know. bummers is when i was in business school i never went out to the uh the big caesars well it's then uh they have like an mba poker tournament that's actually like a recruiting event for them in las vegas and it always seemed like a cool thing to do but yeah
0: maybe they'll still did. run
1: it <laughs> maybe el dorado
0: will run it out of the tropicana
1: Yes, the Tropicana Atlantic City. The Tropicana Atlantic City's poker room. The okay. most desirable job market for all prospective employees.
0: Maybe since Trop is super generous to you, now since El Dorado is running the show, that will override your Caesar's Rewards account, and you'll just get
1: like crazy comps everywhere in Vegas and like. I- Get, I, I mean, I already do get crazy comps everywhere in Vegas, Atlantic City with CET. So. And, and horseshoe free play and stuff. Or not even free play, whatever. You get rewards yeah. credits. Yeah, that's yeah, true. Yeah, like you $60 in that. rewards credits for walking in the door. They haven't. They actually have not done that in a while since I got a lot of reward credits because they gave me that deal. <laughs>
0: awesome. Of course, they've randomly started emailing me. Not that anybody cares. Okay, let's move on to other stuff, such
1: as Booze on the Boardwalk that we've talked about many, many times. Yeah, and to the surprise of just everyone, it looks like it's not happening yet again this year because New Jersey. Ridiculous. Just absolutely ridiculous.
0: Uh, So it was unanimously approved by the State Senate. Uh, I'll link to the David Danza's article in the Press of Atlantic City about this. But the next step is that it gets referred to the State Assembly Oversight Reform and Federal Relations Committee, and they don't have another scheduled meeting until the state legislature goes on recess and that usually lasts through the rest of July and most of August. So pretty much a, a dead thing for this summer. Uh, it's, and there's a ton of support for it locally. The city council supports it. The um, Atlantic city, whatever alcohol board supports it. So it's just the speed or lack of there of, the state legislature keeping this from happening. So Uh, You know, I know that it's actually the response is very mixed. We have been on the record of being very pro drinking on the boardwalk in Mm a legal form. Um, But every time it comes up in our group or in the Everything AC group, there is actually a pretty decent split of people who are like, oh, just get on with it. Let's get this done already. It's going to be awesome. And people who are saying, I don't want drunk people throwing up all over the boardwalk. So uh, whichever side of the fence you're on um you can now act accordingly knowing that this has been probably punted for at least another summer hopefully only another summer geez let's get this done
1: yeah i mean the people are already plenty drunk on the boardwalk in my opinion i don't think it'll make much of a difference in terms of making people more drunk but
0: yeah i mean to me it's just the mobility thing like it makes it easier to pop around and say oh now i'm gonna go over to American craft, whatever, which is closed uh, permanently. But, and then I thought it was open and we grab a beer. No, they were doing work on it. huh. yeah. So they're doing some sort of interior construction that I'm assuming mm. is not to reopen or renovate American craft. Blumber. Uh, but if anybody's there and sees it and it's still American craft, let us know.
1: Yeah. We were looking at you, Justin S or man on the boardwalk who lets yeah. us know what's going <laughs> on.
0: So my one question about the booze on the boardwalk thing is, Trying to put a positive spin on this, say they have, say this passes in September and they have 10 months or whatever of lead time to really try and set up something awesome, like set up basically Bourbon Street on the boardwalk. And, you know, you can go and get those little plastic hand grenade drinks and all this other stuff like they have on Bourbon Street in New Orleans if you've never been. Uh, And you can just like wander around and do this ridiculous drunken bar crawl. If they could set that up, is this a good thing? And even if they had all that lead time, is there any chance that something like that is set up?
1: I, I don't agree with the kind of the premise of your question, which is that, like, I don't know. To me, if they, like, wanted to pass this, they would have passed it in a timely manner to make it get done for this summer. And I don't even know, like, what cool would be set up. I mean, people who now know that this is an option mm-hmm. will have time to come in and like, make a, make a, bar or whatever on the boardwalk and yeah exactly mm, pretty low
0: <laughs> yeah that's that was the pipe dream that my mind went to when i thought about it was like ooh, we're gonna get like cool stuff with like little no.
1: basically pop-up bars and like that's i'll not tell sure you what we're gonna, gonna get happen. it's gonna be may 2020 and we're gonna be like maybe this will be the year they're gonna pass <laughs> drinking on the boardwalk <laughs> yeah and then they
0: won't. We were both very confident that that would be done by episode 200.
1: But... Yeah, it'll probably happen by episode 200. All but right. we've got a few a few years to go, so... What else should we talk about? There's some ocean news. Yeah, so according to Megan Kaye in the Facebook group... Good job, Megan Kaye. You posted it to the correct one. Uh, ocean comp dollars now expire on a rolling six-month basis. So any comps you exp- earn expire six months from that date, regardless of any future play, which is quite different from most all other comp dollars which you can sort of if you play again it pushes the expiration date of all of your comps out to however far in the future so she said that they will do a one-time reinstatement of expired comp dollars if you go to the player's club desk and ask but uh i don't know what do you think greg it's blows yeah it's to me it's like the worst kind of nickel and diming that a company can do like it's just aggravating and just feels very ocean to me
0: yeah i mean i so say atlantic city is a very uh, not necessarily local but you know local within mm. a couple hundred miles Lo- localish yes certainly it's not las vegas yeah and the people who go to atlantic city are gamblers they go to gamble and they go frequently you know if they're not us you know like every two weeks or, or every month and so if you are in this situation and you're not ba- zeroing out your comps every time you go you're going to have comps expiring like every two weeks and that sucks. Like that is, it makes no sense. I mean, except to just like penny pinch and that's frustrating. Like in the way that they did it without really any announcement or anything. And all of a sudden just comps start expiring. I don't know. And the one, and the one time reinstatement just is not, does not feel like any sort of consolation to me at all.
1: Like it doesn't seem like any sort of make good <laughs> on, on this no. policy. No, it's, I, I just think that, you know, there are, other loyalty programs that expire their awards like this. And it just is always something that's rubbed me the wrong way. I think that if you, well, really, I think rewards shouldn't expire, but I think if you renew one point or get one point, it should push the date of all your points up. I don't know. Not, not a fan. This is a very ocean thing to do. It just feels like, like I said, it's the worst kind of nickel and diming to me.
0: Yeah. Uh, so the other thing about ocean um, also seemingly them trying to make some more money, uh, is that the HQ2 Club pool will now be open during the day as the boardwalk pool. It's free for guests and $10 for the general public, open from 8 a.m. to 4 p.m. So are you excited to go to the boardwalk pool next time you're in Atlantic City?
1: Yes, you know me. I love all of the day bars or whatever this is going to
0: be. That's your thing?
1: Yeah, that's my thing. What was the big one? What was the one at Hard Rock that was very
0: famous? Rehab. Rehab, yes, of course. So this isn't gonna be like a club type situation though. This is just like uh, a pool kind of thing, it seems like. Sort of like, you know, the pool after dark. The pool at Harris when it's not after dark.
1: Even though it says HQ two. Uh
0: yeah, so it's not branded HQ two mm. during the day, it's the boardwalk pool. Uh so it's, okay. it's it's interesting. I I'm interested to see what kind of business this does. $10 seems like a fine price point for that.
1: So I am looking at the website now, and it says $20. Oh, really? non So They just posted
0: on Twitter, like yesterday, that this was happening. and it was where you got your info <laughs> from,
1: but the <laughs> website contradicts you. $20 is twice as much. Yeah, it doesn't change the odds I would go, which is <laughs> zero, because as we've talked about, maybe not on the show, but at least in person, I have never done the beach in at Atlantic City I've never stepped foot onto the beach in Atlantic City so yeah I mean what I'm interested to see is
0: if the, is if this is trying to compete with things like the beach bars or it's trying to get like day trippers to come give them some money and and just sit at a pool I mean the thing with all of
1: like any non gambling activity in Atlantic City is if this was in washington dc or baltimore or something i'd be like that's ridiculous like this is the stupidest waste of money i've ever heard but because it's in atlantic city i'm like well that's pretty reasonable that's like way cheaper than sitting at the table so <laughs> i thought
0: you were going but to I say projection. that about just
1: everything
0: i thought you were going to totally i thought you were going to say like the thing about non-gambling attractions <laughs> in Atlantic city is, you know, if it's in another city, it's like, Oh yeah, that's cool. But it's, it's in Atlantic city. It's like, why would anybody do that? No. They're there to gamble.
1: Wow. That's everything totally... in Atlantic city. When I look at like the price uh, and I know I'm like, I would think that was expensive anywhere else. I'm like, yeah, it's much better, like much lower, like dollars per hour ratio that I'm getting <laughs> at the tables <laughs> It's a good point. <laughs> Interesting. But no, I will not go. <laughs> uh, all right. If anybody goes, let us know what it looks like and what the setup is. So Borgata's uh, opening their $12 million Moneyline bar book on Saturday. The opening will have the availability to get signatures with Mike Schmidt, Jenny Finch, uh, Doc Gooden, Brent Selleck, Lawrence Taylor, and Keith Byers. Tickets are required, so it's either $40 or $60 per player, depending on who the player is. I'll let you guess who the $60 players are and who the $40 players are. So with certainly sh- certainly <laughs> Schmidt is 60 uh, he's probably, you know, it being, you know, Philly more or less. I would assume Lawrence Taylor sixty, of course, because he's one of the best football players of all time. <laughs> uh, ooh, who else? Brett the Eagles, but probably not. Doc Gooden was very good for some years, but ooh, I just don't know if any of the rest of them are sixty or not. Is there another sixty? If if there's one more, I guess Doc Gooden, but Doc Gooden forty dollars. I'm
0: not even gonna look up Keith Byers, Brent Selick, Got to be forty sixty dollars. <laughs> People love their Eagles. Brent Seleck. They just Selick, love the Eagles. 60 cannot give enough
1: bucks. Um, what about Jenny Finch? Does she have like some extra twenty bucks just because she is hot or at least was hot? Forty. Yeah. No.
0: Okay. So this thing this is interesting to me as a former sports memorabilia collector. Mm-hmm. who now does not really collect sports memorabilia or care about autographs is that, uh-huh. is that somebody replied to this on Twitter. I posted about it and they said, Oh, it should be free it just as a promotional thing. This sucks. And like, I understand the sentiment because if you're just trying to get yeah. people to the door, but knowing autograph hounds and how far, far they'll drive to see an appearance like this, to get somebody's autograph to then probably sell it on yeah, your day yeah. or put it in a box somewhere. It would like totally overrun the place. Like there would be multi-hour lines. Yeah. Oh
1: yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah.
0: What I would have preferred as a person who likes going to sports books is just if they were there hanging out and it was like, "Hey, this is just a meet and greet. Say hi. No autographs, please." And also, don't pay, like that, or even pay like ten bucks or something at the door. Like I would way prefer but... that to like the autograph thing. But that would be very hard to enforce because like people like, would still be like, "Hey, okay, sign."
1: <laughs> I mean, they'd still have to pay, like, the whole... Appearance fee. Presumably this way, like, they're not paying an appearance fee. Like, they're just giving them a certain percentage of, like, these tickets you're buying. Right? Yeah, they probably have some guarantee. If they did it the other way, they would just have to pay a big appearance fee. So it'd basically be, like, they're paying these guys' salaries instead of the people paying it. Yeah, but they could have had, like, one of these guys or two of these guys.
0: Yeah. How much does Brent Selick really cost to just get into this room? A lot, apparently. Yeah. 60 bucks, <laughs> man. 60 what's ahead? Uh, so, yeah, that's all happening Saturday. You cannot use your comp dollars mm. to get in. Wow. To get these autographs. Another ripoff. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I'll, I'll post a link to David Dances again from the Press of AC. Uh, he had a bunch of pictures up of the sports book before it opened and what it looks like. It looks very, very nice, but maybe a little small. Um, it's, it looks, it really looks sort of like restaurant bar focused and not like this big stadium seating set yeah. which is interesting. It's certainly, the, It's the exact opposite of the new Bally's setup, which is just which all is like
1: weird seat. by its to- totally
0: by itself and huge. I find this much more enticing and inviting
1: than, Bally, uh, oh, than like the, the Bally's, Bally's one is like somehow I thought it was completely like off putting for some reason, even though it looks by all accounts very nice. It's just like something about it didn't feel good it's just a sea of seats and it's unclear like can you get food to the seats and like, also you can there was ocean, like, or like i don't understand three people there every time i walked by mm-hmm. when we were there
0: yeah well it wasn't even like fully open by then but uh yeah it'll be interesting to see i on football saturday sundays this is gonna be packed if like i want to go watch some random hockey game on a thursday night uh not during football season because then it'll be packed with thursday night football fans this seems like a pretty good place to do it. Like, certainly better than Long Bar or the other options
1: at, at Borg. Yeah, oh, uh, I'm sure. I mean, a sports book is always going to be the best option to watch sports, I, I think. Speaking of sports books, did I tell my story about how I used Mark C's money last episode? I don't think you did. So, I just want to make it clear, and I'm sorry if I, I said this last episode, but I also don't remember saying it. So, as promised... Uh, if you contribute any money to us or to me specifically, I will take make at least a 100 to one bet with it. So I took the $10 that we so generously got from Mark C, uh, I I don't know, 10 episodes ago or whatever, and turned that into a $10 sports ticket on, on Arizona State winning the national championship in football, <laughs> 750 to one. So you can put me down for a cool $7,510 coming in January. Nice. You can write that in in ink right now. <laughs> You're already filling out the tax forms. I am the, the taxes are done. <laughs> We're ready to go.
0: Ah boy. I should figure out what to put that money on. Maybe I should do it in Vegas. Although that's just not in the spirit of things. It should be in Atlantic City. I don't think you promised to do that. Just me, right? Yeah, I mean, you do, certainly probably just can do. if you want. Yeah. But I'll put it on something, something boring. I'll do a $2 $2 denomination. One hand of video poker, jacks are better. It's ten dollars spent. Buy
1: ten dollars of pizza at Secret Pizza.
0: I didn't love Secret Pizza, anyways. But you're just terrible. I live in New York. No, I actually don't live in New York, but uh, I can see you in New York. Yeah, I work in New York. I eat a lot of pizza. Secret Pizza did not sit well with me at all.
1: I, I, I... Have you ever, I mean, like, it's you in Las Vegas. Like, have you ever eaten anything in Las Vegas that sat well with you? That's a good point. (laughs) Uh,
0: I'm gonna have to concede the point here. Anyways, (laughs) moving, speaking of Eevee. Yep. Hopefully, not the other thing. Iron Room is moving to Tennessee Avenue, uh, July 1st. So that's coming right up in just a few days. Seems impossible that this is this soon, considering that we were just on the Orange Loop and on Tennessee Avenue, but, uh, pretty exciting because iron room highly highly rated food and cocktails but especially by friend of the show paul s yes but pretty off the beaten path it's like way out by surf stadium Uh, so uh, and baderfield so like moving it right off the boardwalk i think is a huge upgrade i'm a little nervous about anytime something like this happens because you know presumably rent is much higher and the requirements for break even are much higher but i have to think that you know, iron rooms reputation precedes it and it will do very, very well there. And I mean, it's a great option as far as like dining, something really close to the boardwalk, uh, dining or drinks. So I'm excited to see what it looks like and, and how it does.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think it's going to be fine. I don't think rent's going to be too much more. I mean, I know that we, during all this Tennessee Ave stuff we've talked about, you know, people are talking about how they're buying their Tennessee Ave property for 50 K or 75 K or whatever. So it's not like Midtown Manhattan prices <laughs> to get in there. Uh,
0: the other thing on the Orange Loop is that Heyday Day Coffee is closing on June 30th. So I went to Heyday yeah. once. It was very good coffee. Hopefully they find a new place. Apparently the people who own uh, that building want to do something else. <laughs> they want their own concept in the space, they said. Booting
1: uh, them out. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't have too much to say about any of that. I'm certainly much more likely to go to Iron Room now that it's moving to... Tennessee F because I can walk to it, whereas when it was on Albany, I don't think it was super likely that <laughs> yeah I would have made it out there. That's yeah, it w- near nothing. It was fine getting out there, but then it, when you needed to get like an Uber or a
0: Lyft or a cab back, it just took forever waiting for that to get there. Mm. So uh you know, I guess people have cars and drive, but I'm not one of those people.
1: Yeah. So, Serial Town, uh favorite of the podcast, or favorite of one of the hosts of the podcast. Which been? we unfortunately reported shut down a month or two ago it is becoming a coffee shop called Lobby Brew. I don't know. Are you going to boycott it out of anger, Craig? Yes. All right. I think that's enough <laughs> about that <these laughs> news.
0: I mean, it's probably a smart decision.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, certainly we've had a lot of good times at coffee shops and casinos in Atlantic City, especially at the Atlantic Club, but also the Starbucks at the Trump Plaza. <laughs> especially the Starbucks at the Trump Plaza. Yep. And I think the final thing we're going to talk about today is May revenue. I don't know. It was revenue. It was very similar to, well, February and March revenue in that it was up about 15% year over year, which is exactly what February and March were up, uh, which is much better than the kind of 9% of January and April. So yeah, online sports really driving things
0: were, as we said many, many times, just look at brick and mortar because Yep that's Atlantic city specific online sports anywhere in New Jersey can be done. Um, so and, I, yeah, what are your, what are your big ticket thoughts on, on the revenue? Uh, I don't really have any, cause I think it looks pretty much on the same trajectory as, as it's been for the rest of the year, other than an atrocious April or not even atrocious, but just not as good as it's been. Um, so back in that 15% range, I think that's pretty good, but otherwise, I don't know. I don't think there's much to talk about the, the big three months are coming up. They're more interesting than this. So. Spare everyone the deep deep dive that we Jokingly said we were going
1: to do Unfortunately for the listeners I I Am not I think there's a couple of pretty interesting things Here I think that There's kind of my The two big stories I see when I look at These numbers are the story Of a possible Revival from Hard Rock I think they put up Like a very solid Number of Just under 29 million dollars They were in second place by like a pretty wide margin Among the casinos so that's kind of like my big positive takeaways. It was a very good month for Hard Rock, and my kind of negative takeaway, and this is perhaps even more generally like I think the most negative story so far in 2019. Maybe is this story of Golden Nugget, which is really one of the big success stories in Atlantic City the last mm-hmm. couple of years. I mean, I think Tropicana was the big success story the last few years, but Golden Nugget was certainly in second place for you know, coming back and, and improving a lot. Like they've had like, frankly, like an awful entire year, but it just, especially like April and May look real, real bad for them. Like, you know, they were for quite a while up there, like kind of fifth, sixth place among casinos. And now they're, I don't know, I guess they're technically sixth or seventh, but it's like they're right bunch there with, with resorts and valleys and, and ocean right now, which is not the place they want to be. Also, Ocean is still doing just awful. So,
0: <laughs> yeah, it's interesting how there, there's that bottom four of uh, Bally's Resorts, Golden Nugget, and Ocean is really just clustered so tightly together. Um, and you know, obviously Borgata's is way ahead of all of them. And then you've got another group that's like Harrah's, Caesars, Tropicana, and, and Hard Rock. And they're kind of shifting around a little bit in who's in which place. Hard Rock though cre- creeping up on thirty million dollars. I mean, if they they don't need much more improvement to be in the thirty plus million. Oh yeah, I
1: mean, they'll if, be they'll
0: be. Yeah, and I mean, if that's what they're going to do consistently, you know, if they can cont- can continue this growth, uh, you know, moving on, not just this summer, but but next off season, if they're talking about thirty million dollars in months like this that are sort of fr- fringy, <laughs> you know, se- season up. Peak season, certainly not peak season May. Uh, That's really good for them. I think that's a really good sign. So that's a good thing. You're right. Um, Ocean is kind of still hovering around that amount. But this summer is going to be really, like, so many articles are going to be written about the summer revenue and how it's different from last summer's revenue with the three new properties and and what that all means. And people are going to be certainly talking about, like, either glory or doom based on month's revenues that are potentially affected by luck or weather or whatever and we'll probably be right there among those people talking about either glory or doom so yeah it's what we do look forward to the next few episodes
1: (laughs) enjoy um yeah i don't think we have too much else to talk about we've got most of the big news out of the way uh we can quickly mention about miss america
0: (laughs) yeah Seems like right. seemed doomed to be leaving Atlantic City. Now it's probably going to stay, although it might be in, like, January, held at a casino somewhere. So that's the news.
1: Um, yeah. I can, I you're, you're the article. Miss America expert on the podcast, certainly, in that you watch it sometimes, which is unimaginable to me. So I don't know if you have any takes on it, but I have nothing.
0: I mean, my take is that it's interesting that when CRDA pulled the plug on funding, it suddenly seems like it's in total disarray and, and is sort of in a place where it's not going to have any sort of prime placement either on the boardwalk or on television or anything. So I think that's kind of telling about where people view it (laughs) in society. So, uh, you know, it'll stay in Atlantic city seemingly, but that's pretty much all there is to say. It's probably a long time
1: coming. (laughs) Uh, all right. So I think, I think that's it we can close it up so if you have any comments for us or for any of our other listeners you can reach out to us at facebook.com slash group slash do for a win find all of our amazing content at do for uh, find our podcast on itunes social google play TuneIn radio and just recently added spotify and removed for a long time youtube so don't look there uh, reach out to craig on twitter at do for a win or me at kyle askin and send craig some questions at do for a win at gmail.com uh any last words man something that i should have brought up very early in the episode is
0: to be on the lookout probably in the next week or so for youtube uploads no (laughs) t-shirt pre-orders if you would like a do for a win t-shirt we're gonna need to know sizes uh so that we know what to order but uh something that we've talked about for like you know 50 episodes and are finally getting our act together on
1: it Yeah. So just so the people know, uh, the one detail, the most important detail is these are going to be sold at cost. So I'm thinking there'd be like what, 11, 12 bucks each probably.
0: Yeah. So it's the base price is going to be 1150, uh, for either men's or women's cuts. And then if it's like two XL or above, it adds $2 to that. Mm -hmm. Obviously there will be shipping costs incurred that we'll have to calculate. I expect that'll be in the range of like 350. So probably for, for 15 bucks, right around that range you can get a shirt uh we won't actually know the like final final cost until we get the order placed and pay and and figure out the shipping but it should be right in that like 15 buck range so uh, like you said we will not be taking even a penny of profit maybe a penny maybe (laughs) maybe there'll be some rounding where we have to take like a nickel of profit
1: sweet sweet profit yeah all of my dreams are coming true i know we're
0: gonna sell 30 shirts five cents per shirt at profit, I'm take that buck fifty. and I'm going to play one hand of jacks or better, and then I'm going to have a quarter left
1: over. And You can go to a, just a three reel slot and see what happens. Yeah, it's perfect. One line, I, one line. Uh, well, real, real three reel slots only have one line. It's the way God intended.
0: <laughs> <laughs> God definitely intended us to be at the one arm bandits. Yes.
1: Oh boy, we're going to get a letter. All here. right. We will uh, we'll talk to you guys in a couple weeks. Thank you very much for listening.
0: I'll spare everyone the deep deep dive uh, on all of this, um, other than to say that Caesar's what the fuck. <laughs> well, Caesar. I mean, there are multiple minus twenty something percent ones, but uh caesar's golden nugget and resorts are all in that boat
1: i have bad news for you what you're gonna have to get out the editing because you're looking at april oh no (laughs) you don't know how to (laughs) use this oh i'm one screen (laughs) over all right